Today, I'm going to speak on the most important thing to know in 2024, which is good since you're soon going to be in 2024, and that is God saying, I will be with you. And uh, my goal today is that we will really have a sense that God is with us, that the, the, we'll really get a hold of the promises that he's making to us of being with us. The most amazing promises of God being with people run through the Bible from beginning to end. And if we can truly get hold of these promises and allow them to sink deeply into us, it will be a huge strength for us as we go into 2024. And I'm going to start off by talking about Abraham, Sarah and their family. And then I'm going to look at some other stories in the Old Testament and then move forward to the New Testament and promises for us. So first of all, Abraham and Sarah. And God explained very clearly to them how he wanted to relate to humankind. It wasn't a matter of law, you know, you've got to behave perfectly or I'll punish you, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. He wanted them to trust him. And you can think of it like this. Take the risk of trusting me, and I promise to be with you. And you've got two responses you can make. Unbelief, I don't trust you, God, I'm not going to go with what you say, or trust and faith. And that really is the challenge that we have today, as I'm going to explain. This is how God revealed how he wants to relate to humans. So, Going then to their story, Abraham and Sarah, I've called that leave and believe because they lived in a a very special place. And we read, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. And then a third uh, statement. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. What is that amazing, amazing promise? I am your shield. Just uh, imagine you're being told to go into the unknown, but God says, I will be your shield. And uh, uh, the place that they were, they were called out of, was a place called Ur. And I'm going to ask Anne just to come up now for a moment and to say a few things about it. You can sit here, and now you can use my microphone. Just speak there and it will pick it up. <laughs> okay. Uh was in... Uh the south of what is now Iraq, in Mesopotamia. And it's in the middle of the desert now, but back in Abraham's day, which was about 4,000 years ago, it was a port. The the sea came right up to this city. It was a major port, major trading area. At that time in history, it was probably the largest city in the entire world. It was extremely prosperous. People had a really good quality of life, they had everything wanted because it, was, uh, it wasn't then in the middle of the desert. There were marshes 
Archaeologists found these canals. It they were probably not for irrigation. They were just for boats to get things to move around. All the stuff they had, because they were so wealthy. And um, you can see these, these are bits of it they've excavated. There's quite a lot of it left. And round about Abraham's time was when they built this, the famous ziggurat, you know, the big sort of stepped building and all these things. So it was a very, very prosperous place. Can I make a comment about Abraham? Sure. So if God was asking him to leave that and said, I'm going to take you somewhere, it must have been going through his mind. How can you, there can't be anywhere better than this. Where are you taking me? <laughs> yeah, and uh, the excavations had even shown they had a kind of a banking system there. Even that long ago, they were just, uh, it, was, it was at the height of civilization. And God said, just go out into nowhere. And this was a huge risk to, for him to do that. And we can summarize what God said to Abraham as, take a risk, live using my wisdom, not your own, and I will be with you. Even when you mess up in your weakness, I will not abandon you, but I am still with you. And that's pretty, pretty key, that last phrase there. Can you imagine what these words would have meant to Abraham? Imagine you're worried, you yourself, maybe you're worried about the future, and imagine God came to you in a vision, and he said to you, uh, I am your shield. I'm going to look after you. Just go with my plans. What that would feel like to you. Um, and so what God was asking from Abraham was not performance. He wasn't saying you've got to be perfect. You've got to do this and that. No, what God was asking was that you, that he should trust him. And um, so my theme today is the idea of being with God and God's promises to be with us. And I looked up every reference in the Bible of God being with us. And it was just such a wonderful experience reading them through and just, just feeling that, that presence of God in that. And I decided that I, I wanted to make that available for you guys. And so if you go to nlife.ca um, with you.html. No, um, just with you, no spaces or anything, .html. And what you'll get is you'll get scripture verses where God says, I am with you. And uh, I've organized them all in here. I haven't put the Psalms in because just about every Psalm would say something like that. So the Psalms are accepted. But we go right the way through and I've highlighted there the, um, the, the statements that God made. It's just amazing. It was so encouraging to do that right the way through, and then we get there into the New Testament as well, the gospel, Jesus saying something right the way through. So, uh, so that you can find that nlife.ca slash withyou.html. And you can, and I encourage you just to bathe in those promises because they will be, they are so important to you. And they are the one thing that we need in order to, to encourage us to follow God, but also to keep us protected from the attacks of the evil one. And, and we know that he messed up. We know that Abraham, uh, he called Sarah his sister because he was afraid and that got him to all sorts of trouble. And he, um, he is, uh, Sarah persuaded him to take Hagar as a second wife, which wasn't the right thing to do. And nevertheless, 
he, God was faithful to him and he was, he was protected and he was looked after. So that was, that was Abraham, it was a wonderful example. And now I want to look at some other stories in the Old Testament. And the story continues with Isaac and Rebekah. And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you. So not just Abraham, but he's going to be with, with Isaac and Rebekah as well. And then we have a really interesting set of stories with Jacob. Now, Jacob was, a, was a, not the nicest character in many ways. And he had all kinds of things. The first thing, major story in his life was when he deceived his brother out of the birthright. His brother wanted to kill him. He had to run for it. He's on the run from his brother. And he's from being messed up. And he goes to sleep and God appears to him and says, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you. Wow. Couldn't you imagine what that felt like? This, this young guy doesn't have anything. He's messed up really badly. He's on the run. And God says this. Don't be afraid. Wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. I will not leave you, and I'm going to bring you back. And what's interesting is if you, if you read 20 years later, um, he, we read him also saying, I am not worthy of the least of all of the deeds of steadfast love. That's a special word in the Hebrew. It means a love that will never let you go and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. So this is when he finally got back again to the land. And then near the end of his life, he wants to go to Bethel, which is the very first place where the very first encounter with God happened. And we read, let us go to Bethel so that I may make an altar to the God who answers me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. Wow, this is, touches me deeply reading this. This is the God, the God who answers us in the day of our distress and is with, you, with us. Um, such amazing words. Um, I want you to take these words in. That it's not about whether you are perfect or flawed, because I think that Jacob has given us an example of somebody who's very flawed. And all of those mistakes are documented for us so that we would understand the character of God is he wants to show love not on the basis of what's earned but because he wants to love those who trust him and um, uh, so I, if you can take in that last verse there I've done my job today uh, if you can if you can really take that in and here's the amazing thing. The requirement was not be good enough and I'll be with you, but simply that I am with you, his requirement. <clears throat> so I'm going to challenge you that you have a choice in 2024. Give in to fear or choose to go your own way would be one. You know, sometimes we're paralyzed by the fear. Sometimes we just turn away from God. So that's one choice. The other is put your trust in the God who says, I am with you. Undo the lie of the serpent in Genesis. His, his lie was, God doesn't care about you. He's, he's not being truthful to you. Um, and undo that and say, no, he's trustworthy. Um, uh, I want you to um, <clears throat> just imagine a little story. There's an, uh, you've adopted an orphan child in your home. 
and you're, it's Christmas time and you've got Christmas present for everyone and you've got this huge Christmas present for this little child. And the child goes up to it and says, well, that can't be for me because I'm not good enough for that present. Um, and uh, they just won't open it because they say they're not good enough for it. And you say to the child, um, there's, there's something you have to, d- to do in order to get that present. Say, okay, what, what, I'll do anything. What shall I do? And they say, okay, what I'm telling you, what you have to do to get that present is you have to believe that I am the kind of person who will give you a gift like that and that I love you. Do you believe that, that I'm the kind of person who would give you that gift? Um, and then, of course, they have to believe that because literally that's what the choice is. And that's the choice that we are faced with with God, can you believe that about God, that he is the kind of God that actually would want to be with you? And he is trustworthy. And his, his gifts to you are trustworthy. Um, so that's what um, our challenge is. Let's move on with some stories. Uh, Moses and Joshua. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And then and Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So those are my stories. Uh, my, the, the first, Abraham and Sarah, and then moving on to others in the Old Testament. And now I would look, like to look at promises in the New Testament and for us. Um, the, the, the promise gets taken up from those individual people and it gets spread out to all of God's people. And I'm going to quote from Isaiah now. And you may say, well, Andrew, that's not in the New Testament. Isaiah is the most quoted book in the New Testament from the Old. And really, it's laying the foundation for a, 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 a community that's across the whole world. And let me prove that to you. Isaiah 41 To you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant, I've chosen you and not cast you off. Hang on, who's that talking about? That can't be limited to ethnic Israel, because this is everywhere in the earth, this promise is coming to. And it carries on. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. I just love that image of him holding our hand, holding our right hand. Uh, That's just such a a lovely image. Um, Last winter, um, it was was quite icy. We haven't had any ice yet this winter, at least not much. But last winter was quite icy, and Anne and I were going for a walk, and there was a very icy patch, and I held her hand as we were crossing it. Um, Not just uh, keep her up, I mean, I held her hand anyway. But, 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 you know, when, when someone is holding your hand, it's kind of you've got that security there, particularly if they're a big, strong person like God. And holding your hand, it's such a lovely image. It's like a parent-child image. And he is holding our hand. So this is a very vivid 
way of expressing what God is offering for us. It's he who, it's I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. And then Isaiah 43, which is very well known passage, but it's beautiful, so we're going to read it anyway. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. Well, my goal is that you will really grasp these verses this morning and this coming year because these really grasping hold of this is what faith is about. And faith is what following God is about. So this is crucial. Uh, 85 years ago, what date was it 85 years ago? Can somebody tell me? <laughs> Come on, we've got lots of accountants here. You can tell me that. <laughs> yeah, what was the, yeah. December 31st in the year? 38 going into 1939. What happened in 1939? Adolf Hitler was beginning his horrific um, attempt to conquer the world. And uh, at that time, um, back in those days, even still, the, the, uh, the uh, um, king of England would address the nation. And the, um, his, his, uh, his 13-year-old daughter, or someone called Elizabeth, who has passed away recently, and she said, Daddy, you have to read this poem to the nation. Now, you know, people, people um, disagree about the spirituality of Elizabeth, but I just want you to read the poem that she told her dad to read. And he did. He read this as to the nation who were just about to suffer the attacks of one of the worst um, uh, wars in human history. Uh, it's called God Knows. And I said to the man who stood at, stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night. And he led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. So you get the idea. We would like light. We'd like to see the future. We'd like to see everything that's going to happen. But what God offers is his hand. That he will take us. and We may not know the steps, but he is with us. Uh, Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things 
we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then we'll look at Ephesians. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So you have a choice in 2024. Um, you You can choose not to to follow what God says, which might mean by giving into fear, it might mean choosing to go your own way. Or you can choose to put your trust in the God who says, I am with you, and undo the lie of the serpent who said you can't trust God. And maybe you're not a follower of Jesus this morning. It's the same choice. This is really what becoming a Christian is about. It's trusting God's, God's way and saying, God, I want to follow your way, Please look after, forgive all the bad stuff I've done and I'll give it to you and you provide for me. And if you trust him, that is all he requires. That is the only requirement is trust and that God will be with you for. So I'm going to just put up my last slide now. Some promises I'm going to leave on the screen for a while from the New Testament. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. And this is the first two quotes I'm going to give you are Jesus speaking. And he says, if the most powerful entity in existence says, I am with you, what do you have to fear? What could you possibly be afraid of? And Jesus also says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And then reflecting on that, the writer to Hebrews says, keep your life free from love of money. Be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can humans do to me? I'd like this blessing prayed over all of us. Could I ask the, our prayer team members all to come up the front now? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask somebody from the prayer team to come and just pray over you blessings for this coming year. 